I really want cheese fries, bro. Oh, there's a pizza spot near us that has hamburger fries. Shut up. Ooh, so oh, so you're gonna eat that on the next episode, and we're gonna have right. to see you eating it. Of course. For right. some reason, we have to like hear and see you eating every last bite. <laughs> Today is the one day. <laughs> like, oh, you see this food we have? Well, you can't. You can't have it. <laughs> it's not for you. Probably hurting all feelings, low key. Them pizza fries look like they was hitting. They did. Yeah, they did. They're, 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 they're 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 that motherfucker eating in two bites too. I was, <laughs> it really did. It's good. Like a it's like, part pissed me off is that he had the nerve to put like the tin foil, like the tin foil pan. It comes in like in the camera shot. Like we didn't have to see that. <laughs> you could just put it down, but you're like, nah. Look at what I have right here. Look at this piping hot platter of fries. <laughs> that was fucked up. The next day, I high key got pizza fries too out of pure jealousy. Now I want pizza like, fries. All inspired me. No, you guys gotta get burger fries from whatever place you Are can they get. Good? Them. Yeah, they were awesome, dude. It's like, I think it's like just like, um, like it's the same waffle fries as like pizza fries usually are, but like it's like a barbecue cheeseburger in your fries. Yeah, okay. I think I want that. I it's 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 good when you have it. Like when you guys come over at some point, I'll I'll order something. You, you inviting us over to your house, bro? At some point, you've only at been some... there for how long and ha- and we haven't been over yet? Yeah, because it's tiny as hell over here. You got like two spaces for you to occupy. I mean, all you need is like <laughs> two spaces, though. <laughs> you need your one space that people can gather in, and then you need your other space for when you get tired of people who are gathering in the first place. And that's it. Yeah. That's we moved right. the TV, though. So now, like, the TV's in the space in the room. So now we're like, oh, well, if we have people over, I guess they're just coming in the room, I guess. Yeah, we'll have to just talk to each other or something. Oh, no. No. Crazy. no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Can you imagine us talking to each other for, you know, Ever. 40 to 45 minutes at a time? We could. Oh, cringe. The- that's a cringe. That's a, that's a <laughs> at cringe. least two times a week. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> Wednesdays and Fridays? <laughs> no. <laughs> it, between, between you and me, I really don't want to do that. Oh god. Alright, we're done. Podcast is over. <laughs> we strayed too far from the righteous path. Like, did, we just, did this show just get canceled? I yes. think we canceled. Canceled. Cancel culture. Come oh, get shit. us. Stop oh, this shit. shit. Oh, <laughs> did you watch the thing? No, I didn't watch the thing. Oh, why are you even here? You had so much time. More importantly, why the fuck did I watch it? Because <laughs> I didn't want to. I actually thought, for some reason, I thought we were we were talking about it next week. So that's why I didn't. What do you think we were talking about watch. this week? So, so you just came into this week's episode knowing that you were unprepared. I came in with total freestyle vibes, ready to go. <laughs> Well, at least you've seen it. That's enough for preparation. This is at least some it, preparation. I feel like that girl, that guy. No, I, I, no. I know. I think I know the main people's what? names, mostly because it's based on history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'm gonna just, give my. Oh, we know you're gonna still give your opinion, even though you haven't seen shit. <laughs> We're gonna still hear about it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You'll just hear why I've abstained from it. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, let me do the intro. I just started something. I just started something. I just started something. I just started something. Wait, 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 wait. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad oh, I inspired you. You did. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Between You and Me. I'm so excited about this. I am joined by the homies. Blame it on the alcohol. Oh. What? This is what I inspired. That's what I I inspired you with. (laughs) Don't. I'm not. Come on now. Last week you had Mall mall Stop, and you're gonna complain about blaming on the alcohol. Like (laughs) this is a step up, I think. Come on, that was pretty lit. Oh, that was pretty lit. Come on now. Sure, sure. Go ahead. I have nothing for Mark and Michael. I was so excited about blaming on the alcohol. I was just that was pretty good. Mentally taxed. 
<laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I have one for you, Michael, because you wasn't here last episode. Yes. I'm also joined by Mike Wazowski. <laughs> you said that already. And I brought my papers. <laughs> you better have your paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my papers. <laughs> yes, yes, Paul, I said it already, but I said I was going to save it for next week because Michael wasn't here last. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. So mm-hmm. I was he threw that fire in the microwave. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I got another one. And I'm also joined by you're marking up the wrong tree. Huh? You could have just not. <laughs> yeah, I would have passed, I would have passed on that. Uh-huh. If you sat on it, I would have been like, okay, I guess. But the fact that you said, eh? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> like, the thing that got me is that he got all excited. Like, he just had a moment of inspiration. Like, this was going to be like some next level shit. I, uh, I mean, that's how I felt about the, up the wrong tree. I thought I, I felt about the Paul blaming on the Paul, like what the alcohol is that what you Al- call it? Yeah, like blaming on the alcohol. Yo, Elijah's like, I swear this stuff is gonna be hitting this, this week. I, honestly, <laughs> I can watch, you, can't be, you can't be spitting fire like certain uh, people in plays that we've seen recently. A hundred percent. We're gonna get right into that. Also, you know what I realized? What? I introduced you three, but I don't introduce who the fuck I am. So these niggas is like, who is that? And then, oh, yeah. Ooh. You also don't have to do it every week. Like we can do it too, so we can get your name and some funny puns. Mm-hmm. Welcome to like Elijah Wood or uh, podcast. Um, with some other Elijahs. Elijah. So first he started with Elijah me. Woods. Like Elijah Woods. Uh, uh, man, uh, uh, um, a man oh. will eat a tiger, but Elijah would. All right, so what? today we're talking about him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we all we all agreed to uh, watch Hamilton. Uh, some uh, watched it, and others didn't. Um, yeah, this is gonna be I'm a, taking a stand. Be I'm taking a stand on this conversation because um, a quarter of us have not seen this play, and the other seventy five percent have. Well, so that's who the one quarter who has not seen it is. The math is slightly skewed because a quarter of us didn't want to see it. Half of us, well, half of us didn't want to see us. Mm. Three quarters saw it. One quarter <laughs> just chose not to see it and oh. stand by his beliefs. Okay, can we please so. stop turning this into a word problem? So yeah, uh, we're talking about Hamilton, which, which just came. When did it come on Disney Plus, y'all? Like a week or two. I came on Disney yeah. Plus, I believe it was July second. I know this yep. because my family was all very excited about it. Um, okay, good. Yeah. So yeah, my, in case you hadn't known, my family is—it's very much a Hamilton family. Yeah, they—they they wanted to go see the play, didn't they? Yeah, uh, my parents uh, went to go see it. Um, I think they actually saw it after it was off of Broadway. But they've actually seen it live, where, as I've only seen it like on Disney Plus, like we have. The way it's being presented now. Yeah, facts. Because I wanted to go see it live, and then them niggas said, yeah, that'll be $600. I said, no. Oh, $600. <laughs> $600. <laughs> 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 knowing how much power of that damn thing. Oh, I mean, I know it's like, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's just one of my damn paychecks, nigga. Fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, my a, it's a lot of money. And, you know, I think that's honestly... I, I think that's a really good place to start this conversation is not even with the play itself, but exactly how the play was distributed. It's very interesting because it's like, it's from at least from the way I understood it, it was multiple performances that were recorded and like put together um, mm-hmm. and filmed and then kind of like put together on Disney Plus so that people can watch it, which is a really interesting way of starting to get like musicals and things like that, that, you know, might not be accessible to everyone out there. To more mm-hmm. people. Interesting. I did not know that actually. I just kind of thought it was one thing. I mean, I've never actually seen a play before, like a like a theater type Broadway play. So, I mean, oh. that's my first experience. Mark, remember Spider Man on Broadway? I always remember Spider Man on Broadway, but like, Spider-Man, yeah, this is so good. <laughs> it, it really is like an experience onto itself that's different from like watching a movie, and I think it's like. It's, I thought it was really cool because the camera work that was done um, in the play, like you can tell, like I couldn't tell that it was all spliced together, but like 
the the shots and everything, it didn't feel like you were sitting on like the in the nosebleeds trying to watch it. It felt like mm-hmm. you were like right there, like right in front of them in the best seat in the house, like every time, which is something that like is really impressive because a lot of things from certain areas in the venue you probably wouldn't be able to see, but it made sure the camera direction made sure that you saw everything that you needed to. Yeah, I agree. I was gonna actually say that like the fact that I had no idea that it was multiple performances spliced together like that that I, I gotta give shout out to the editing team because I had not a fucking blues clue. I just thought it was like from one you like that didn't you? I'm not you did. You can smile. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay, said the science kid. It's okay. I don't understand, people. All right, so for those who are listening to this, that used to be Elijah's, like, favorite phrase to, to say. Like, he would throw it in every sentence, even when it doesn't yeah. apply to the sentence. Now, he hasn't said it in months. So it made me smile just a little bit. But <laughs> believe it when he's going to say he He gets one smile, and he says it, like, a hundred more times. Gotcha. <laughs> I got to cash out, bro. You feel me? Um, but nah, the editing of the play was lit because um, it was hard though because like when I looked at the amount of time it was, it was two hours and forty minutes. So I had to allot two hours and forty minutes of my time, <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, and it was like eight at night, and I was like, fuck, bro, it's not gonna be done. Shit. And like I'm the type because like I knew it was a musical, right? So yeah, I knew there was gonna be some scenes and some parts of the play that I'm gonna rewind. So then you got to add on the amount of time that I took, you know, rewinding onto the actual two hours and 40 minutes. So it was probably like close to three hours because there was some heat in that shit. And I yeah. rewinded it quite a few times. So the oh, fact, yeah, yeah it, it was a lot, but the editing was amazing. The the play itself was amazing. And I attribute it to like, you know, when you're in high school, because I learned more in two hours and 40 minutes than I did in high school history. I'm not even going to hold you. So, like, it's almost like, you know, when you're studying for a test, you have music in the background to help you study and retain information. That's kind of how I saw the play, you know? Like, they're, they're singing and rapping at you, all spitting facts. And, like, for some, somehow I'm just retaining the information. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if this was available while we were in, like, high school taking AP U.S. History. That's exactly. You know, oh, all yeah. that went through my mind was that, like, 100%, they're just... Every high school history teacher is just making kids watch this. They're like, <laughs> they're like, watch this, and they're like, sit down like for like three different class periods. They're like, I don't have to do shit for the next three class periods. It's like I, I found my Thursday Friday routine. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I feel like it's all, it was always history teachers that would like low key to try to be getting out of shit. Maybe yeah. <laughs> like let's yeah. pop on a video. Here's a movie for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would be like five or six class periods mm-hmm. to do close to a three-hour movie at like that's 40 right, minutes yeah, or, yeah no that that'd be a whole week that'd be, long that'd adventure be quote unquote, yeah. that's... Week. Like, <laughs> you know what's again going back to like the whole the way that they put this together it's kind of interesting because it starts to make me think um when i'm watching the play it makes me think of um sporting events and stuff um mm-hmm. and how this is kind of analogous to this because Back in the day, you could only show up, obviously, to see a sporting event. Um, and then they started, you know, recording on TV. And then eventually the record, the TV process got so good that people don't, like, at least today, people would rather sit on their TV, on their couch and watch games than actually go to them. And it's kind of interesting. Like, if the camera work is as good as it is in this, and the direction's as good as it is in this, I wouldn't be surprised if sometimes people would be like, why would I go to Broadway to see this play if I can actually just sit on my couch and not pay all that money and see the same thing? And travel, too. Yeah. Yeah, and not to mention, another thing that's important is that we were getting the recorded versions spliced together, so we got everybody on their fucking A game. Like, everybody was, like, having their best day because they got to make sure that they picked the ones that were everyone's being their best. If you go to, like, people will tell you this, if you go to a concert or if you go, if you go to a concert, mm-hmm. if you go to a play, not everybody's always great every day. Sometimes people are sick or something's going on. Yeah. And some, you might get pissed off because you might spend all this money going to a play and then for some reason the main actor or actress is just like not they really might not even be there and have a bad day. They might be sick and not even perform. It might be their understudy that's performing. Mm-hmm. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, um, yeah, I will say, happens. this is probably the only thing I can actually comment on because uh, I didn't see it. Um, the release, I will say the release of this of this play like this was very interesting to me 
because obviously it is a response to COVID. We have to acknowledge that too. That um, the 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 immediate cancellation of shows, the theater still has to do something. Like the business can't just not do anything. And theaters are going to be opening up for a very long time, just like concert venues. Um, so I thought this was a very creative way to get theater out there in a way that people can safely watch it. But I think. I think this wouldn't have happened without COVID and post COVID. I think the way they're going to do this is like how movies do home releases. So I think the safest bet, because if they release this while plays are out, no one's going to watch the play. I think, no, that's just not happening. Unless you're like a super theater enthusiast, which those people are going to see the shit anyways. Um, and they'll probably buy the movie. So, what I think they would do is let the Broadway show do their run, like do their tour run. And then maybe like a couple months after the run is done on Broadway, then maybe they do like a professional home release that you can purchase of like the spliced up version. So that way for people that say like, Oh, well, I don't feel like going out to the theater. I'll just watch the movie. All right. But you're going to have to wait like a year after it comes out or like a year and a half. So that way, you get your money out of the theater before you do home releases. I feel that. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with that. It's it's funny because it, it just continues to show how much we have changed in such a short amount of time due to this disease. It's it's kind of mm. it's kind of mind blowing because it's there are a lot of things that people are more open to trying. Where like these things were available to us before. But now because we've had a fall back and it kind of necessitates using these things that have already existed, we're starting mm -hmm. to see like, okay, let's try this out. And mm -hmm. a lot of times these things that we're trying out, we're like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Like, mm -hmm. like again, I saw that play. Um, and at least for me, like I've seen, like you mentioned before, I've seen plays on Broadway and this really scratched the same itch for me. I was like, this is, I mean, I wouldn't say it's just as good because, like, you know, it's not the same experience. But, like, for anybody who's, like, not necessarily a Broadway file person, this is probably 95 to 97% of what you need. Right. And, and, and the, to, to piggyback off the play, so I feel like we'd be remiss in uh, not mentioning, like, what Hamilton is about in case people don't know. So the play itself is about Alexander Hamilton, uh, who is... Oh, this man did a lot. I looked this nigga up last uh, this one. I say, yo, nigga, you did a lot, boy. You's a well, renaissance well. man, boy. You know, what <laughs> hey, 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 you want me to say also on the did? on the ten dollar bill, which is really interesting because he's on part of the treasury, treasury, uh, treasury. Lots of your cats behind you, watch it. What's good? Oh, so that nigga big. That nigga scared me. <laughs> he's like, yo, what's oh good God. with you, cut? Um, so. Mr. Hamilton was a statesman, politician, legal scholar, military commander, lawyer, banker, and economist, and one of our founding motherfucking followers. Why'd you say, <laughs> Why'd you like, say it like oh that? Oh my god. <laughs> and, and ironically enough, I was telling Mark earlier on the phone, today, the day we're, we're recording, which mm -hmm. is July 12th, uh, July 12th, it was 1804, is actually the day that Alexander Hamilton died. So the day we're recording is the anniversary of his death, in case you were curious. Hell yeah. Way to promote this podcast. <laughs> what'd you, what'd you say? <laughs> like, I mean, it's nice to talk about, like, the, like, Alexander Hamilton as a person, but, like, as far as this play or musical or whatever we're calling it is concerned, like, not only does it outline, like, you know his triumphs and his failures it it outlines his love life but it does so with like primarily african-american people or yeah. people of color playing these founding mm -hmm. fathers 100%. which is insane it, it really is um it, it it really does come across as like it it's just like a momentous occasion um i just just for people of color in general just because it's it really is unapologetically black like it's not not only are the not only are the main characters and everything black, but they are rapping in it and it's saying like, listen, we understand that people are going to be upset about this. People get upset about the human torch being black. Right. They will definitely not be okay with us taking <laughs> all these, like founding fathers and then turning making them black. 
but it's like completely unapologetic and says, you know what, yeah. we're gonna do this, and damn it, <laughs> you're gonna be tapping Bro, your foot and you're gonna enjoy listen, it. Listen, anyway. if they it's if they, they can make Atara and Sokka white. In the last facts, airbender, facts, then we can fucking make them black. We can make the body problems. Black. You, you know how I knew? <laughs> how I knew this shit was unapologetically black is when Hamilton hit the tootsie roll. When that nigga hit the tootsie roll. <laughs> oh, no. no. They said, "Listen, we're really un, we're really unearthing everything. We don't give a crap." Like, and it's super interesting too, because like, I mean, even the white people in the play are primarily like antagonists. Um. Like obviously the king comes to mind. I mean, he was a show, he was a real showstopper. I mean, all of his like any minute that he's on the screen, you're like, this is this is amazing. But he's I mean, and I know it's like one thing to say like oh, spoiler warning, but it is you know U.S. history, so I guess everything is already kind of accounted for. Right. But I think what I really enjoyed most about this was that. Like, in its depiction of um, Aaron Burr, sorry, <laughs> they didn't, like, tell me how to feel about him. Yeah. Like, they didn't automatically make him, like, a villain. Like, mm. King George was clearly, like, a bumbling idiot. But Aaron Burr wasn't like that. They made him a human being. Like, the end when uh, him and Hamilton are dueling, like, you kind of get this feeling like, okay, he feels like it could be the last day of, on Earth for him, and he doesn't want to leave his children behind and yeah. you know all that they made him feel like a, a human being that you could you know relate to i agree yeah, yeah. i agree and i think it's really interesting i mean the whole part the whole time they talk about aaron burr in the play they make a very good point of not knowing what his actual allegiance is like yeah. that's like kind of like his defining characteristic is that he just does whatever the people whatever will get him farther He'll just do mm. whatever. And that's honestly a mentality that a lot of politicians today take. It's yeah, like, yeah. I'm not going to stand for anything. I would much rather just go with whatever way the wind blows and just get whatever the, the people who will vote for me or whatever will move me farther. I'll that's, just go with whatever that is. That's what I, that's what I wrote what my actual opinion on anything is. Yeah, that's what I wrote down when he was like, talk less, smile more. You don't want, you don't want people to know what you're against and what you're for. I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that's like, the ultimate stepping on eggshells kind of, or tiptoeing around eggshells. Even nowadays, that's what it feels like, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and and what I liked what they did with with Burr is like in the beginning it was like, I guess the intro, and then Burr came out and was like, "Yeah, I'm the man that shot that nigga." And then <laughs> <laughs> that's and then, an in-play quote. <laughs> in, it's an in-play quote. He might as well have said that. Facts. Oh my god. But what I liked though is in the play they did a, a wonderful job of showing the slow boil and how like Aaron Burr went through a lot of bullshit and was actually trying. And it's like every time he took a step forward, he took two steps back. And then mm-hmm. you get to know Hamilton, you see what he's doing and maybe jealousy plays a factor. Mm-hmm. And then like, you're trying, you're trying your hardest, but like something, is this something about Hamilton? You can't put your finger on, you're just as good, maybe smarter than he is. Yet somehow for some reason, I guess, because he believes in something, they might not agree with him, but at least he believes in something. So people start to gear towards him. And then when he runs for president and then he votes, for, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? It, they yeah, like it, it's weird because it, it reminds me of, so I, I have recently been really into Survivor. And something that you'll commonly see in the show is that there'll be two people who will like constantly go through everything together. Um, mm-hmm. But one person will be like a strategist and make like all the quote unquote right decisions. And then the other person will just be the more likable one. And in the end, the more likable person ends up winning the show. And then you're like, man, I feel like I was making the, the right decisions. But in the end of the day, like people rally around him more easily than they rally around me. And I mean, quite frankly, it sounds like the more likable person was the smarter one anyway for getting together they, with the they, person who they knew who to you know yeah. surround themselves with. It, it, mm-hmm. it does turn into that. It's like resourcefulness versus like, like, I, I, I'm kind of a person who personally feels this way about my job a lot. I don't, there are a lot of things that in my job that I'm not great at and I don't know how to do, but I'm likable enough that like, I know how to find people who do know how to do these things. And it's like, mm-hmm. that in itself is a skill that's very usable throughout like, kind of all your life. Just being able to not only know people who can help you, but 
to be able to use them in a way where they're helpful for you. And then you have to offer them something back in return. Like nobody's going to be your friend for free at the same mm -hmm. time. You have to also be a good friend of them. Y'all making this place sound good. Because it, it, it is. It's fire. <laughs> also, um, going back to the whole, um, the whole thing about what we were talking about, how all these, these are people of color, primarily black people, um, acting out as these founding fathers. And it's very interesting to me, I think, that they did that. And because they also make, obviously, the, the country that we're like, breaking away from uh, the only white people in the play. And it kind of brings up, like, we started out this way. We're like, a, we started out young, scrappy, and hungry. That's the way that they keep phrasing it as. And it's like, mm -hmm. why does it, it feels like the people of color today represent that ideal better than the white people who were the actual people who were descendants of these quote unquote founding fathers. You know what I mean? Like, Same. They got these are the people who are Same. young, scrappy, and hungry of today. Um, you know, it's Well, you know what they say, if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. So. Yeah. Look what's gonna happen. It's gonna happen again. It's the it's the same thing like, ha happening again. It's just like these people, the people who are doing it today, look different than they did back then. So for me, I find it like really difficult to talk about the content of the play without talking about the songs. And I know for those who are listening, that we plan on releasing like another episode about the music next week. Um, so, like, I'm having a hard time trying to make a point to talk about some of the things that are talked about in the songs, which do go along with history without talking about the songs themselves, if that makes sense. If you're a person who just turned on the play, you're probably surprised because it says it's a musical, and I've seen musicals before, and very, like, besides Les Mis, I can't think of one where it was like this, where you might, it's basically the soundtrack with actors. Like I've listened, to, yeah. <laughs> I've listened to the Hamilton soundtrack. That thing is two hours and twenty minutes long. The play is two hours and thirty minutes long. So somewhere they managed <laughs> to fit in ten minutes, and that and that includes credits too. So basically, the entire play is just the soundtrack. Yeah, <laughs> and Good. you're just watching it kind of go through, and you're like, wow, there really are basically no spoken words in this. There are no speaking parts no. at all. It's we rapping, bro. Yo, they yeah, transition, we rap. Transition, transition. Hey, transition, like, transition. Wait, was everything a rap? I got, I got access for the people that don't, that haven't watched this, including myself. No, is all the songs raps, or they, or they find a good point like between the two? In there. It's okay. like a lot of jazz and R and B vibes, like mixed in with a lot of rap. Yeah, like there, okay. are, there are two songs in particular that are straight up rap battles. Okay. And there are a lot of parts in between where, like, the Skylar Sisters, for instance, comes to mind where that's not a rap, but it's definitely, like, you know, still, like, R&B, like, that type of... I mean, my favorite one was the up-tempo at the beginning of Act 2, What I Miss. I, I, like, it just was... It was great. Yeah, was, that like, one, that was a great way to, like... That was one like, show tune It was know? very show tune but, like, it was still very, like, jazzy. Like, I could do, like, jazz hands through the dance. Right. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> I think it was, I want to say it was Eliza and Hamilton's wedding, but when these niggas started dancing on a spinning platform, I said, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you ain't going to catch me dancing on no goddamn nope. spinning platform. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> that's that's good to know. That that makes me feel better for watching it. It was a good um, mix. It was a good mix. Of, uh, yeah. For and uh, honestly, I, you know, it's crazy. I think. If I'm being completely candid and honest, I think Lynn Manuel Miranda is probably like at least the least musically talented of all the people on that in that play. Hmm. And I, okay. that's like a commitment because I think he's very musically talented. But like literally he's every singing because he composed all of it. Yeah, yeah, I meant like yeah, yeah. at least on like the, actively on the during the play, okay. not, not necessarily things that go along outside of the play. Yeah. Okay. But like every every actor that was. Like they're rapping, they're singing. It was so impressive. Like I yeah. think about, for instance, um, I think is I think it's Aaron Burr. I think that's the first. Uh, well, one the actor Leslie Odom who plays Aaron Burr, fuck phenomenal, Genius, like yeah. absolutely incredible. I think he actually won the. Um, I think he won the Tony over. It wouldn't surprise me. They nominated. They were nominated for like fifteen. Yeah, bound to get one of them. It was absolutely phenomenal. And then, like, the Aaron Burr song in particular, I thought it was really interesting because that was the first time that you see 
um, Alexander Hamilton, and the other founding fathers, like you get to hear them all rap back to back. And it's like, not even like they rap, they don't even rap similarly. Like, like for instance, like Hamilton raps different from Lafayette, who lasted, who, um, who raps differently from the other two. And it's like, it's just, it's just infectious. You're like, yeah, this is just like, it's really impressive. Okay. I, I have noticed that was like the first like real opinion we've really given about it so far. Like I haven't really said what I've thought about. It. We've kind of just talked about it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm mm-hmm. glad that we kind of got um, to hear what you think about it. What did? Well, I can't ask Paul. Elijah, would you, <laughs> you actually think of the play? Like, <laughs> yo, the, the play overall. Like I said, I learned more in two hours and forty minutes of watching Hamilton than I did in my high school days. I'm not even gonna hold you. Mr. Cino, if you listen, I don't know what the fuck you was talking about, homie. <laughs> I definitely said I retained you. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, you definitely taught me stuff, but you, t- I, I, I learned things for a test. Yeah, and exactly. Ended, and then exited my mind. I and I remember, I mean, obviously, I remember Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton. I remember how that ends. I remember right. what Alexander Hamilton did. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that where Alexander Hamilton came from. That was really interesting. Right, where, right, right. Like, yeah. Where they're like, they just took up, a, like, just people, like, in the West Indies just took took up a collection for him mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. him to go to the mainland. Yep. They were just like, this guy is so smart that we're going to, like, we don't have a lot right. of money, but we will find money yeah, sure. to give so he can go to the mainland and be great. Because we and know it, he's going to be great. And, and that's the thing. That play taught me two things. Like, if you have a gift of gab, you can go far in life. That's one thing. Another thing, I think it also gives, like, watching this play would give a lot of people hope. Because, like, yeah, Hamilton, you know, he, he made it through life, but his upbringing was fucking rough, bro. Yeah, it was. His mm-hmm. upbringing was tough. And for him to make it through all that shit and do all the things that he did, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might not agree with his policies or what he might have did, but the fact that he made something of himself and didn't let his upbringing get him down, I think that would give a lot of people hope. For it. Oh, facts! Mm-hmm. Facts! Facts! Oh, um... <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think that they are all unbelievably talented. I think one of the like standout moments for me from the musical was at the very end, seeing Eliza's reaction to Yo. Hamilton's death. She is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, again, I love the the musical number. What I miss. I also like the ending number. Um, I don't even remember what it's called says how much I retained from it. Um, with all of that being said, I am not a fan of musical theater at all. I, can I, <laughs> I don't like it, or it's it's not my thing. I, yeah. I liked the musical. I can't say I enjoyed watching it, but like it's very true to the history. I don't even know how. Like, I'm struggling to kind of put together well, what I want to say about it. All I'm you liked it, but it's not your thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's really not my thing. Yeah, yeah that's not, really that's really the point to drive across here. Not to yeah. brag or anything. I don't. I don't. You know, I'm a humble. I don't want to brag, but I was in a play in high school. <laughs> you were. <laughs> that was a musical. Throwback to that play. Uh, you know. And it's, it's what did you What did you play as? What was your character? That, like five seconds old. That Elijah was in that play. It was like a fucking chair or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when uh, one note I had was when uh, Thomas Jefferson came from Paris and that nigga started like you know doing his thing. I just went down. That nigga too saucy. That nigga <laughs> too saucy. Oh, really was. Too saucy. He, he literally <laughs> showed up, like came in like after, high stepping and shit. And you're after like, chilling in France like, for like, boy, like a you weren't even in the first half of this play. Right. <laughs> you get me acting like you've been here for years. Yo, he's you've just been on this. In. You've been here for you've been on the stage for five seconds. What he started running shit. Chilling in France. They Honestly. That um the guy who played Thomas uh, Jefferson or Lafayette uh, David Diggs, he's yes. in that movie Blind Spotting I was telling y'all about. Really? Yes. Mm. I know that. Mm. Yes. There's also, it's a continued oh, universe. Also, there's a couple of people in the Blind Spotting. Um, the one that um Hamilton had the affair with, mm-hmm. he's yeah. in the Blind Spotting as well. Mm. Really. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Almost like they all know each other. Crazy. <laughs> and they all suggest they should be in each other's work. Crazy. Who would have thought? You guys have lightened my heart to Hamilton. <laughs> I will 
Because, okay, I'll say this for when I originally saw, and this is when Hamilton first came out, not even this release. Me, I when I saw Hamilton, I was like, this is great for the culture. I will not watch this shit. <laughs> that that was my exact reaction to it and i've been trying to figure out why because whenever i get like i have friends at the college i went to that saw the play and whenever they explain it to me they're like yeah like like you know they have the black people as the founding fathers and like they have the rapping and the rapping's really good and super technical and like i saw some videos i was like yeah that's some that's some technical rappy rap but I don't want to see that shit because the reason why, and it's weird to say this because, and this is why I say it's good for the culture, because plays like Hamilton need to exist, and I think there should be more of them. But because Hamilton is kind of the only one of its kind right now, I felt like, at least from what I saw, and this is what I'm saying, I have to watch this because I need to make a better opinion of this but from what i was seeing from the promotional material from what my friends were showing me was that the show was kind of like over extending itself to prove how black it was right like it was trying to get like the best rapping the 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 dancing like all that stuff i was like wow y'all are really doing this and it felt like a little like to the point of corniness for me because I've seen like rappers that can like rapidly rap and I don't care you know mm. and and that's the like and that's the thing to me I was just like mm, I don't know if I could sit through all this but from what you guys are saying it sounds like a healthy blend we'll watch and, this with no judgment and that's the thing Paul mm. like you're yeah. you're getting almost an unfair assessment of the entire play by watching clips of it Exactly, and that's what it feels like. Yeah, and I feel like those. Pl- I feel like the clips that you would see in particular are going to be kind of extreme in one direction. You know. Yeah. yeah you went to U Arts, and your most of your friends were rappers. So if you're going to no, 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 no. This was this was. <laughs> if I mean, it was coming from them, I might have listened a little more. This was like all like the, and no disrespect to. So I won't even put the name out there because I love this woman. She is super nice. But, <laughs> but when she's the one showing you the rapidy rap stuff, you're like, okay. <laughs> and you can't keep. It was and like you are. It's like first of all, my my college is majority majority of white people. Mm. Like there's only like a handful of black people, even in the music department that I was in. So like when it's coming from them that oh the rapping's great like like they're just talking about like all this great black people stuff but i'm not hearing it from my own people i'm like okay i get it black people stuff i hear you it's good for the culture don't get me wrong i'm glad y'all are getting exposed to this but relax okay there's there's other good stuff so that's why i was kind of that's where i was coming it it sounds like it's a lot of i don't know it sounds like a lot of you don't like it because it is Essentially, the the whenever anyone thinks of uh, like a black play now, that's what they're going to think of, and yeah. it's like it seems as though you don't like it more so because like this is our one representation of this, and it's like I'm not gonna just like this because I have to like it. Exactly. Like just because this is just because this one time they made something for us, I should make I should be like a huge fan of it. I should be like head over heels for it, and not like that's not the case. And not to say I hate the play, and I and maybe I've been too harsh with like I mean, my phrasing like with is, it, but this is like the same problems people have with like Black Panther. They're like, mm. oh wow, the one time you decided to make a black um, superhero, of course you have to be like in the middle of Africa, and like all this stuff is happening. It couldn't yeah. just be like a, it couldn't just be an, a hero that happened to be black. It has to be like the one so time you decide to do it, it has to like double down on how black. And I feel like that's a thing. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, it's, and that's why I'm so split because, like, on one hand, I really appreciate that stuff because we don't really have that representation. So, like, it's, it's cool to see it. But when, you know, it's like, like you said, like, people expect you to love it. And when it's doubling down so hard on being black, because I feel like it has to prove itself. You know, and, and, it's saying like this has to be good and be black, and, not and only it has to they, be a hundred percent of both. <laughs> yeah, 
not only do they expect you to love it, they expect you to watch it right away. Exactly. And and that kind of puts pressure on you to like, you almost want to force yourself to like it, even though deep down you're like, ah, I'm not vibing with this shit. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to hate on it. Because like Anya, my fiance, um, <laughs> Anya, my fiance, good, good bar. Um, <laughs> bar, uh, write that down. She um she works in theaters uh pre COVID and you know she would take me to see a bunch of shows you know that did have like black people in it and have like some like black themed stories so like I was exposed to like some of those like lesser known like musicals so like I guess that's why I wasn't so like eager to see it right away because I was like well I've kind of already experienced some good stuff I don't really need it but you know I'm glad it exists. Yeah, but like again, it kind of comes down to, regardless for the mainstream audience, for people who aren't yeah. in that same position, this is this is something that's very important. And even yes. if you may like feel as though it's like kind of doubling down on its blackness, it's still, it's still an important an important stepping stone to getting to the point where we can have these types of plays and different types of media that come out, and they don't feel like they have to do that. They feel like they can just tell a story and the story can just involve people of color and it doesn't actually have to be like, you know, they don't have to be rapping. They could just be doing anything, you know? Yeah, because, plays you know, like this do need to exist. Do multiple things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, plays like this need to exist because we have to be this bombastic for people to even listen to us. Yeah. So it definitely needs to be here. You know what's kind of powerful though? Like at the end of, not kind of was powerful, at the end of the play, um, I think it was like pretty much everyone saying, uh, well, Hamilton, Hamilton said, you can't choose who tells your story. And like an all black cast told his story or a mostly black cast. So it was like mm -hmm. the fact that a, 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 a mostly black cast told the story of the white man, like just to, you know, piggyback what we're talking about is powerful and, you know, fucking important. Yeah. Importante. Yep. Yep. I, I, I mean, that is very true. Um, because there are a lot of other founding fathers that, you know, well, whether they became president or otherwise, they get their stories told um, very prominently in books and written, I mean, I assume by white people. I don't know that, but I assume. Mm -hmm. um, and this this is this is a very different way of like having your story be told. Um, yeah. And yeah, you really don't get, you don't really don't get any, any power over that. I mean, for instance, that something I thought was really interesting was that like Hamilton died and his wife went on to live for 50 more years. Facts, like, facts. Like she is probably the closest person to him who's still alive and she lived until like well into the 1800s. And like, Bro, it, that's crazy. I'm like, I'm like almost like a hundred percent sure that motherfucking Hamilton in heaven or wherever the fuck he is, that nigga was like, oh, I was in the room when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, because you like to like imagine that like these people would <laughs> would be like, this shit's fire. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> George, what you got, a couple of books? Look at this shit. <laughs> he's, like, he's probably up there, look at these Negroes dancing and stuff. Because you know he's saying shit like that, because he's still racist. <laughs> you don't just die and stop being racist. That's, That's still there. Oh that God. Negro is putting words together at an alarming rate. <laughs> an alarming rate. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've never seen words put to you so fast. But, uh, yeah, that overall, though, um, the, play, the play was dope. It was a necessary evil. Mark, thank you for... Uh, putting that on our radar. I yeah, and for anyone who's like l listening and hasn't seen it yet, I like again we're saying it's really good, and I I mean I agree that it's really good. Mike Michael Michael of course says he's not really into plays, but but like, I didn't say it wasn't good. I thought it was really good. still. I think yeah, it's important like it. though is that you have to be in the mindset to be okay with watching at least half of this play, like. Yes. When we went to go, when I went to go, or when we went to go originally watch it, it was like in the middle of a night where we're like drinking and stuff. I'm like, oh, let's go put on the play. It'll be fun. <laughs> it's, it's definitely not something that you want to just like, ah, I guess I'll just throw this on. You have to be like physically prepared to say, okay, I'm going to at least be here for a good hour and a half to get the intermission and then another hour and a half afterwards. Yeah. yeah, the cook dinner, be ready, just like relax. Right. You gotta, exactly. you gotta set the mood for it. Hey, you for gotta players. be ready for this. And yeah. what's gonna help you a lot if you decide to uh, watch it, no pressure, please put on the captions. Oh my God, when I put on the captions, night and day. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
Yo. I didn't even think about that. That's smart. If y'all can watch, well, first of all, if y'all can put captions on for this play, y'all better be able to watch anime. Next week, oh there's God. no fucking excuse. How does he make anime into every conversation we have? Yeah. I love Casey it. Casey was right. I try to fit it in at every episode. I love it. I love it. I it's, love like it. His, it's like his, like, raison on the extra. The reason for you existing is literally just to tell people about anime. Just a plug, just a plug in anime. You can listen to all these rafty bars, but you can't fucking listen to Nani. Come on now. Yet who still hasn't listened to these rapidly rapidly bars? So. <laughs> Me. Because oh. I read watch it a bit. Um so any I guess any final thoughts before we start wrapping this shit up? Um Watch some Hamilton. Get cultured. I will. <laughs> yeah, why are you out here the one spreading the gospel? I ain't even heard the Bible yet. Like, what the fuck? I heard the good word, and I'm just ready to spread it. Right? <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, again, I, I think it's important to both watch it, but be ready to watch it. It's it's 100% all the time. Like we said, it's just singing. Like, it's basically yeah. listening yeah. to the soundtrack. So there's never like a point in time where you can be like, oh, no one's like, nothing's really happening. Cause it's just kind of, everything's always happening all the time. 100%. Hamilton, everything's always happening all the time. And also, can we just make sure it's very important. It kind of goes along with what Peach was saying before. Let's not assume that like, whenever a white person says they don't like it, that they're racist. Yeah, though. You know, that shit happens kind of often. We like, there'll be like something like Black Panther or this will come out, and then a white person will say, I didn't really care for it. I'll be like, "Mm, (laughs) That's bad cinema. You didn't like, you didn't like (laughs) us getting up there and dancing and singing. No, you didn't like that. They could (laughs) not like it. You're right. I didn't, but not for that reason. (laughs) I have other critiques. (laughs) I have other things to say. (laughs) Now, now if you ask them what the reason for not liking it is, and they say, I didn't really care for the hair that that guy had, or like... It was too nasty. Rat, I thought like Alexander Hamilton was the, a white guy. <laughs> Rapping rap, rap in my Broadway? Oh yeah. no, it's only for the finest of the aristocracy. Then you can call them racist. Wait, what's the Not term? Oh, there's a theater term for like, because there's like some old shows that used to like do their verses really fast. It wasn't rapping. But theater kids will always say, oh, well, rapping actually came from this play because they, they talked really fast. Oh, I gotta figure out this fucking term. But yeah. Well, while this nigga figures out this term, we should give it wings. Oh, um, yeah. Well, Paul, Paul you. Awesome. Oh, I just, like, based on the critical reception and, like, the cultural impact alone, I feel like you're just kind of missing out if you don't watch it. Like, whether you enjoy it or not, I think it's just something that you kind of, like, have to experience. How everyone says, like, you gotta go see the Statue of Liberty and you have to go see, like, Disney World, like, once in your life, or it just something that you have to you know i don't want to call it biting the bullet because i feel like that has a negative you know connotation to it but like it's just something you have to do 100 100 what, what wings would you give it michael the what did you say the wing writing the wing writing yeah oh um wing me wingy i don't i don't know how to do it no i know it's like all made up and it doesn't actually matter at all what i give Not it i can literally all. give it like nine drums in a flat and say that but like you care. Uh, we'll just give it three drums. Call it a call it a day. That's fair. <laughs> I'm giving it a solid four drums and a flat. Four drums and a flat? Yeah, and it's dancing. Those are dancing drums, so they're worth a little <laughs> bit extra, you know. Fair. They, fair. they they getting it. Um, I will give it. I will give it three flats and two drums, but the wings were in the back for a little bit. It's like, damn, why you couldn't hit these shits up? Like, come on now. I've been here for 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, Paul, how many glasses of water are you giving it? Because you, you ain't eating at the table today. Listen, I put my wing I put my wing order in at Landmark. It's coming, okay? It's coming. <laughs> okay, so how about this, Paul? Based off of how we explained it and what we talked about, um, oh. what would you what would you pre-give your wings? <laughs> what um, the pre wing? <laughs> I pre-ordered <laughs> five drums and two flats. Okay. Might have to add some barbecue salt. Right. We'll see. 
guess we'll, we'll stay see. tuned for whether or not he needs the barbecue salt for the next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, for anyone who's listening, if you at, like, just let us know if you we've actually managed to convince you to go check it out, or if you already mm-hmm. checked it out, what your opinions are, whether or yes. if you think we're full of shit. Because possibly, yeah. maybe Except for Paul, because he didn't see it. <laughs> they might be full of shit. Um, yeah, he'll give you the dookie boobs. Well, um, thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening to uh, another episode of Between You and Me. Hey, y'all support is very much appreciated, man. Like this shit is fun coming together with the homies and talking. But the fact that uh, that y'all fuck with it that means a lot, and it inspires us to keep going. So you know, keep supporting, keep sharing. Um, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, well, yeah, I share the shit. You can find us on uh, iTunes. Uh, pretty much anywhere you get your your uh, your uh, what they call them things. Uh, okay. uh, your, your media. Get your, get your medias. And, anywhere you get your medias. Um, follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can just type in uh, between you and me, and we'll pop on up. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Is between the letter U and me too. Like the poo. You have an IG. Uh, at Between You and Me Official. Paul, what's good with this YouTube channel, nigga? <laughs> Son, I've been going through some stress. We're not okay, but... Okay, how, how about this? How about this? You want me to start editing the YouTube videos until you're good? Nah, it's okay. I, I made a commitment this week to actually do do my task at home and work, so this is part of it. Alright, let mm-hmm. me know. So he's gonna uh, not only do the YouTube and he's gonna watch Hamilton? Yes. These, these are the things that you have yes. said today on this. This is my July twelfth. <laughs> These are what we will call the task on July nineteenth. I'm gonna leave next this episode. Shit. Does I'm Paul a, follow through? Right. I'm gonna leave this edited. In, so I'm not gonna edit this part out. And we got this is gonna hold you accountable. Yes. <laughs> Casey's gonna call me out of my shit. She's gonna say, "Paul, I listened to the episode." You haven't been truthful. You haven't done anything. Yeah, Casey, Casey be watching on the regular. She knows. She knows all the inside dirt. Casey, um, did I forget anything, y'all? No, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. No, y'all got everything. Oh, Snapchat. Well, we don't have a Snapchat. Never mind. Ew. Oh, my God. Ew. Who are you snapping? Where are you snapping at? Oh, no, bro. Um, so, um... I guess that's it. I bought some uh, spicy sweet chili Doritos yesterday. I kind of want wings. Oh my god. I kind of want wings to go. I want hamburger fries. That sounds good. 